a summary of the Sikha. And this week's parsha where it talks about what happened after the Mabal, that Hashem said that until by the Mabal there was an interruption to the natural cycle of the world. But now, day and night will never be interrupted again. So the Gemara learns from there that a guy that rests, that make, it makes a day of rest, is Chayim Misa. Because the Pasuk says, the world should not be interrupted. Day and night should not be interrupted. The harvest and the and Zerav, Akotzer, he mentioned six things there, should not be interrupted. So if a guy goes interrupted, it is Chayim Misa. And Ravina added that even if he makes Monday into a day of Shabbos, never mind that he's not allowed to rest on Shabbos, even if he takes another day of the week and makes that into Shabbos, he's also Chayim Misa. In other words, that they're not allowed to rest. That's what it's about. They're not allowed to rest. The Ramam, however, has a different idea about this. He says that the reason that a guy is not allowed to rest is because we don't allow them to make a new religious uh, practice. They're not allowed to make a new religious practice. So they're not allowed to make any day into Shabbos. Not Shabbos, not any of the day. This is a religious practice. They're not permitted to do that. So we have to understand, according to the Rambam, that it's about a religious practice. So what's the connection to, why does the Gemara connect it to Loyush Baisu, which is unrelated to religious practice, it's just the idea of not resting. The Medr seems to have straddled both of these things. It said, the Medr says, the, uh, the Pasuk says, Ruki Hashem Nasan Lachamis Shabbos. Hashem gave you Shabbos. So the Medrash learns from this, He gave it to you, but not to the Goyim, to the Yid, but not to the Goyim. From here we know that if a Goyim will come along and they will keep Shabbos, not only are, do they not re, are they not rewarded for this, but they are Chayim Misa for doing it. As the Pasuk says, Yom Valayla Lo Yish Baisu. That they shall not, uh, they shall not uh, interrupt day and night. They're not allowed to rest their, uh, from our parsha. And he says also, that this is between me, Hashem, and B'nai Yisrael. Shabbos is between Hashem and the Yidden. And he brings a marshal, like if there was a king sitting in his throne and the queen is sitting opposite him. And somebody walks through between them, uninvited, is Chayim Misa. Shabbos is between Hashem and the Yidden. Anyone that inserts himself into that situation is Chayim Misa. So, first of all, it seems that uh, one could say that it's not just about Shabbos, that makes it seem as if it's about Shabbos, but no. The very concept of rest, which is what Shabbos is, belongs only to the Yidin. And therefore, no Goy, no Ben Noyach is allowed to insert himself into the idea of making a day of rest, period. So the Medr seems to be between the Gemara and the Rambam. On the one hand, it's about Loish Baisu that they're not allowed to rest. On the other hand, it is connected to Shabbos. So we have to understand also, in addition to the first question, why is it that it's so out of the question for a goy to be able to keep Shabbos? Shabbos is something which is connected to the creation. Hashem rested at the creation. And as we are told that by keeping Shabbos, we remind ourselves week after week that the the world was created by Hashem and He rested on this day and that's why we rest itself. So it brings to mind the fact that Hashem created the world. Why should a guy be prevented from having this opportunity to connect to Hashem, to the creation? In this way, Goyim are also part of the creation. So to understand this, we have to understand what happened at the Mabel. What, was, what happened? What was the watershed event of the Mabel? 
we see two ext- um, opposite um, ideas that happen as a result of the Mabal. On the one hand, the world became a permanent place. Hashem said, Lo would, would never be interrupted again. That expresses a certain strength that the world received from be- more than before the Mabal. Before the Mabal was possible that even though Hashem created it and He was pleased with it, but because the people sinned, He decided to destroy it all. Now he said it would never be destroyed again. In other words, that the world doesn't support destruction anymore. The world is so strong that it would never be uh, destroyed. On the other hand, people began to live much shorter lives. It used to be a thousand years or in that range, 800, 900, 1,000. Now it's only 120. So the world was diminished in that way. What's the reason of these two extremes? So to explain this, the whole world was created for the Torah. The Torah, Matan Torah brought about the connection between the upper and the lower, the spiritual and the physical. In order for Matan Torah to be able to bring together the spiritual and the physical, the world was created originally in separate spiritual and physical. The Elyon and the upper and the lower were separate, were created separately, each with its own parameters. And then by Matan Torah, the Abishter allowed for it to be merged together. So one could say that before the Mabul, the world, what was dominant was the upper, the Elyonim was dominant. After the Mabul, Hashem allowed the lower as well, as will be explained. To understand this, let's look at the, the, uh, what it says in the Pasuk, that Hashem created the, uh, the rainbow in order to be a sign between the, the world and him that he will never destroy the world again. The question is, the rainbow is a natural phenomenon. When the sun's rays filter through the clouds, it creates a, a rainbow. How could that be a sign if it's just a natural event, which, must, which it would seem would have happened before the marble as well? The answer is... <clears throat> Before the Mabal, there was no rainbow. The reason is because the whole world was in a very dense situation. The atmosphere was dense. The clouds were very dense. They were unrefined. The world had no ability to refine itself. And therefore, when the sun's rays filtered through, they didn't filter through the clouds, and therefore there was no prism which created a rainbow. When the Mabel came along and Hashem cleansed the world and it became more refined, so now the atmosphere was less dense, the clouds which come up from earth, because the vapor that comes up and creates clouds was also less dense and therefore now the rays of the sun are able to filter through the cloud in a way that it creates uh, a rainbow. And that's, that happened after the Mabel. So what happened before the Mabal and after the Mabal? Before the Mabal, the world was created simply because Hashem decided to create the world. And He created it in the way that He implanted. He gave it a power because of His great kindness and He wanted to bestow kindness on the world. He revealed the world from above. But He didn't give it the opportunity, the ability to be able to refine itself. The world itself had no ability to do anything with itself, to refine itself, to rise, to grow, to become better. It was only after the Mabul that Hashem cleansed the world and now gave it the ability that it also can rise and it also can refine itself. 
it could reach something on its own. And that's why the rainbow is a good sign about it that it, it describes the Mabul. Before the Mabul, there was no ability for a rainbow because the world was in such a dense and coarse way that it couldn't rise up, it couldn't create something refined like a rainbow. Only as, as a result of the Mabul, when Hashem allowed the world to be refined, to refine itself as well, that's why it's now able to produce a rainbow. That's a perfect sign to describe what happened at the Mabul. And that's why before the Mabul, when the world descended, even though Hashem had put so much into it of Himself, the greatness that He bestowed upon it, but the sins of the people lowered it to such a degree that it became separated and distanced from Hashem, and therefore it no longer had any reason to exist. It didn't have the ability to refine itself, to rise up again. So it was decided that it should be, and that was it, that was over, the project is over. And that's the reason why when Noyach kept telling them for a hundred years, Hashem is going to bring a... uh, It didn't penetrate. Nobody related to it because they were in such a coarse situation. They couldn't relate to something of refinement like that. But after the Mabu, when Hashem gave the ability for the world to refine itself, so even when the world descends to a very lowly level, when there is much sin going on, it's not over because there is the ability that it should get better, that it should rise up and it should become better. Which explains the two extremes that happened after the Mabal. On the one hand, the world became a permanent place. Why? Because until then, the world was only seen from the prism of above. What Hashem, Hashem created it. If it doesn't live up to that, so then it's over. But now Hashem invested into it the ability that it should have strength and permanence on its own. And since Hashem now has an interest in the world, from the world's side, from the world's perspective, so therefore it got this permanence because Hashem is unchanged and He put Himself into the world being able to refine itself. So that will become, that will be unchanged. That will go on forever. On the other hand, because now Hashem is creating the world, not because He decided to shine upon it, and when Hashem shines upon it, that's very powerful, but He allowed it to create itself, not create itself, but to refine itself and to grow from its, on its own, therefore the world, of course, is a feeble place in comparison to Hashem. So when Hashem was shining upon it, people lived a thousand years. When it's peop- the world itself has to come up with the strength to be able to continue and uh, grow and so on, then it's limited to what nature says a person can live. So now these two periods, the period before the, before the Mabal, which the world existed as it is from above, the period after the Mabal where the world exists as it is from below, was an introduction to the third period, which is Shnei Alafim Teira, the two millennium, the third and the fourth millennium, which are called the millennium of Teira. The Matan Teira happened 400 and something years into the third millennium. Avram Avinu was born shortly around the beginning of the second, the third millennium. That's Shnei Alafim Teira. That's the period of Teira. Teira is, of course, what brings together the Elyonim v'Tachtenim, the time when the two merge together. From Avram Avinu began the preparation for that merging, even though it wasn't complete until Matan Teira, but already began somewhat of a bringing together of the upper and the lower, which we see in the birth of Yitzchak. 
Yitzchak, why was Yitzchak born when Avram and Sarah were past the age of natural birth? Another way of looking at it is they were, they gave birth to a son at a time when people before the Mabel gave birth to children at a hundred years old. But in, in their time it was already a thing of the past. People couldn't do that. The reason is because they were introducing the idea of bringing together that which was El the period before the Mabel, with their period, which was the period after the Mabel, as a an introduction to what would happen from their children. Am Yisrael would be given the mission to bring together El and Tachtoinim at Matan Now, since the Yid now have the mission, that they have to bring together the upper and the lower, which means another way of putting that is, the world exists in its mitzvahs, in its parameters. This is how it exists. Bringing together the upper means introducing something which transcends the world into the world. How is that possible? Therefore, Hashem created the world in such a way that He created the world for six days. That's when He gave it its physical metzias. Then he gave it shvisa, he gave it a day of rest. That rest is the opposite of existence. Rest, uh, existence, the physical existence is <coughs> dependent on time and space. Time and space are measured by movement, by motion. So creation expects constant motion. Rest means transcending creation. When was the world complete? Ba Shabbos, Ba Menucha, the seventh day Hashem finished creating the world on the seventh day, as Rashi says, because only then was the world complete, because it needed that transcendent element which comes as a result of Shvisa, of resting. And that is in order for the Yidden to be able to introduce that element into the world, into the Metzius of the world. That's why the world is created to begin with, with those two elements possible. So therefore, a Yid, that is part of who he is. That's what a Yid's mission in the world is, to introduce the transcendent part, Shabbos, the lack of motion, the lack of work into the world. And a Goy doesn't have that mission. To the contrary, a Goy's mission, that undermines his mission. If he were to try, the, word, the Goy lives in keeping the world in existence. That's their mission. If they were to try to introduce something which undermines the power of creation, that's something that they are not meant to do. They are not meant to undermine the existence of the world. And therefore, they are not part of that mission. If they do that, they give up their reason for existing, and therefore that is the meaning of death. Giving up your reason for existing is the meaning of death. On the other hand, for a Yid, this is the reason that a Yid exists, is to introduce the transcendent part into the world. And even though the world of itself doesn't express the idea of Shabbos, if you look outside on Shabbos, you won't be able to tell the difference between Shabbos and another day. But the Pnimius, it does exist. In its spiritual dimension, it does exist. There's a very big, great difference. But for a Yid, even in, their, in our manifest existence, there is a difference between Shabbos and the rest of the week. As we know that because of the Neshami Yaseira, and even an Amaaretz, which doesn't necessarily relate to the holiness of Shabbos, will not lie on Shabbos, which means that even the Nefesh Bahamas is influenced, the Nefesh Bahamas is in charge of lying, and yet will not lie on Shabbos, which means that Jewish Nefesh Bahamas is 
influenced by Shabbos. And even it says in certain places that the goof of a Yid is influenced by Shabbos, changes on Shabbos, that there is a different aura that comes from a Yid on Shabbos. So, there was doctors that testified that the uh, pulse of a Yid is different on Shabbos than the rest of the week. Because a Yid's existence is tied up with introducing the transcendent, the Menucha, into the world.